Some things we eat at lunch at one o'clock. Some things we eat at lunch at two o'clock. And some things we eat at lunch at seven o'clock. The lunch club. Hello and welcome to the Late Lunch Club. I am your host, Christopher Gallagher. It's the 11th of November, 2022. It's Friday. I'm in love. I certainly am. And we are recording live from 226 in the Gallagate, uh, right beside the Barrowlands. It's a pub that we frequent before we go to the games. Uh, absolutely love it. I am joined, as always, by the terrific Paul Carlin. Hello, Paul. How are you? Uh, greetings to the terrific, equally terrific Christopher Gallagher. Beautiful. Uh, lovely to see you. Lovely to see Colin. Great to be in 226, one of one of my favourite pubs in Glasgow, I'll be absolutely honest. We were here, I think the last time we were here was after the pavement show in the Barrowlands next door. But uh, I always associate this place with going to games, going to Celtic Park. So, um, nice vibes. So, nice to be here. And good Friday vibes. Good Friday Friday vibes. Uh, Colin Kearney's also here. Colin, how the bloody hell are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good to um, hear it. I just think it's quite funny that <coughs> immediately after recording this, Paul will just like... Like a sonambulist wander up to Celtic Park. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> just like, and then just walk straight back. Kind of like Grandpa Simpson straight into the into the bordello. Yes. See, sometimes I don't know if anyone else does this, but see if I, if it's late at night and I've been see I've been out to the pub and see my partner Frankie's driving or my sister's been out with us and, so, and someone's driving, I'll quite often say to them, "Let's just go and swing by Celtic Park and say hello to Billy McNeil and say hello to Brother Walfred and get your." I love going to Celtic Park at night and get my photo taken next to a statue, like 10 pints deep. I feel... That's that, wholesome. Yeah, I was going to say I want to destroy that, but I also think that's really wholesome it's and really nice. It's a lovely thing to do. It makes you feel really happy. You go to bed, you're thinking, oh, do you know what, I'm glad we did that. I had a wee moment at Celtic Park. Um, I'm currently working on a, a podcast that's dropping on Sunday, and it's about the 1995-1996 season. You'll all be delighted to hear. I'm sure there's young... <laughs> Vintage, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's young 20-year-olds are like, holy fuck, let it go. Jesus, it was the, nin- <laughs> the 90s. Before they were even born. Um, <laughs> But um, the, the funny thing is, 95 next 6 was the first time we, we'd, re- we'd returned to Celtic Park from, obviously, Hamden, the Hamden season, which was absolutely horrendous. Um, but what we used to do, me and my sister, is at night we used to drive to Celtic Park, we used to drive by it to see, like, over the whole year, we'd be like, it'd be like, eight, 9 o'clock at night, like, let's go, and we'd get in the car and that's we'd just drive by Celtic Park that's class. to see the brick by brick going up. It was great. It was really um, good. Best thing about that 95 and 60s You've got drones the now though so everyone could see it on the, the drones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like to, I don't know if people would do that now is my point because of drones. I do it. I just told you I'd do it. Yeah but you're like, um, what I mean is like if it was all blocked off so you couldn't get close to it. Alright okay. So would people drive in their car or because of the drones? Yeah. Colin, I thought, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just like the fact you think people have drones <laughs> doing their looking for them. Let's, That's what people I want to look at something get the drone out. Get the Deploy drone. the drones. Am I right guys? Um, the best thing about that season was the We're Back video. Do you mean on target? Nope. We're Back was a video uh, with uh, Rod Stewart on the front of it with the two games that were played at Celtic Park to commemorate it being oh, reopened. Sporting, I think it was like a draw with Lisbon Newcastle. And Newcastle and yeah. Sporting Lisbon as and well. There was like a 0-0 draw and a 1-1 draw or something like that. Uh, okay, yeah, because On Target was the uh, end of season kind of review. Yeah. Which is on YouTube, by the way. Have you watched it, Colin? Not recently. Colin, no. if you want to... Stay in the cynic. You better get that watched. I'll get it watched. If you want, I've actually been looking uh, at a few old Celtic documentaries to try and find footage of my grandparents. Oh, cool! Because Talk they, us it. they, well, they apparently appear um, and kind of like, but not like it's like crowd going into Celtic Park, 
but they're very front and center apparently sweet and my mum was telling me about it and there was a it was on Betamax and it was great because she was like saying it was like I don't know where it is and I'm like mum the Betamax will not be the only <laughs> extant <laughs> record of a Celtic documentary did your mum um, think she had the only copy that was, yeah yeah <laughs> like, I think she's just used to sort of like um have been the sort of curator of the only video evidence of like my old bands on like defunct Sky Scottish <laughs> Sky Scottish uh, um, channels or whatever. Ne- my friend Neil O'Donnell has footage of the Esca shows that Colin played in 1996 or 97 at uh, King Tut's. Oh, that's the one that's on it. Oh, wow. And so that exists. That exists. Yeah. That's when I was. Anyway. That's a, that's another podcast. It was right the 90s. There. We're back to the nineties. We should 90s. probably crack on. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> terrific. Um, I, Sorry, I, I, I was absolutely do not apologise. Um, obviously, this is the last game. Celtic. We're going to talk about the game, but Celtic versus Ross County, Celtic Park, Scottish Premiership, three pm kickoff on Saturday, the twelfth of November. We're going to talk about the game in detail. There was a preview with uh, Christian Wolf uh, talking through all the kind of technical aspects of how we're going to play and stuff. So have a listen to that because I thought it was very interesting in regards to. A kind of hybrid uh, situation, Chris. Paul. I uh, was also enjoyed very much the Instagram feed. Uh, at, oh yeah, uh, is it at Nine Minutes Cynic? At Nine Minutes Cynic on Instagram feed. We've um, got lots of videos that you can Christian references on the preview if you uh, want to yeah. check them out. A great. I, I thought the the the, review, the preview podcast was great. I listened to it at lunchtime eating a sandwich, which is a really nice little. I don't want to use the word bite sized to talk about a lunchtime thing, but um, a great thing to just digest as you're digesting. Good. Very good. So, kudos to Christian as well. Uh, Colin Kearney, um, before we start talking about Celtic versus Ross County, uh, Celtic will be away for a wee bit. Um, we'll all be sad. Uh, how will you try and fill that Celtic-shaped hole in your mind, or will you just watch the World Cup? Well, I mean, obviously I'll be setting my alarm for three in the morning or whatever to watch the Sydney Super Cup. <laughs> I shall not. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's just a blatant lie. That's three o'clock. I mean, who's? I, I'll watch it because I'm an idiot. But you know, who else is? You know, uh, there's the game against eight, the game against Sydney is at eight o'clock in the morning, and the game against Everton's three in the morning. So, well, I think we're kind of almost duty bound to do some of it just so we can uh, experience some of Eddie's hardships for once. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who has to get up in Long Island and a ridiculous hour? But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will be. Uh, Oh, the banter. <laughs> um, so I'm just rattling on the window there, listeners. Yeah, just giving nice. it, you know, I mean, we're just three yeah, guys kid, with, with microphones. Big smile on their face. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, w- I will be watching those games, albeit time shifted. Yeah. And um, if we're if this is a kind of a bleak way of talking to the World Cup, um, I will probably watch some World Cup illegally and yes. probably without much I'm thinking about actually making a bet just to make it a wee bit more exciting and Ooh. then if I win I will give the money to a reputable charity very good okay. so very there's good. a bit of fun that yeah. is good that's a bit of fun we'll, we'll talk about the World Cup as as it kind of kicks off obviously it's kicking off next Sunday um, and you know we're not going to be able to avoid it um, so no that you know it's with everything that's happening I'm going to do I think you mentioned that Graham had mentioned on the review maybe I've, I've got a uh, a, a means of watching it, not through uh, the curated BBC or whatever. So maybe I'll watch it that way illegally. Essentially, I'll watch it on a stream. Jesus Christ, Chris, calm down. It's a stream. Who cares? <laughs> I like that you now describe what a stream is to yeah. people that may not know what a stream is. As long as Paul's not caught, we're fine. 
as long as Paul's not what? A cop, we're fine. I'm not, hey, I'm not a cop and I'm not a Tory, right? There's two things I will never be as a cop or a Tory. Interesting. Paul, how are you going to fill the Celtic-shaped hole in your heart? As um, I probably, or do you just want a break? Uh, I don't need a break from Celtic. I never need a break from Celtic, unless it's two seasons ago. Um, I don't need a break from Celtic. I'm going to miss it. Uh, it's going to feel like when, uh, you know, June and July come round and... There's just a big football-shaped hole. The World Cup thing, it's, uh, yeah, I've got my own kind of challenges around the, the ethics and the morality of watching it, but at the same time, like I think what you're suggesting is a good way of getting around it. I love the idea of putting a bet on and donating the, the winnings to a charity that needs it. Um, so I'm not going to get sanctimonious. I think there's a lot of people that are putting across points way better than I ever could about the, the ethical nature of this World Cup. So to answer your question... I'll probably watch some of it. But Colin, I think you and I should... Uh, we've got a band. I think we should pra- practice. <laughs> I think band practice would be a good re- uh, replacement for going to Celtic Park. I'm I'm down with that. Okay. Great stuff. Uh, Celtic versus Ross County. Uh, we spoke to the Ross County uh, Ramsey, uh, who was uh, the Staggies' uh, point of view. Um, yep, yeah, was good. Short and sharp. Uh, worked really well. Um, and as we say, Christian, uh, he's got his uh, kind of how we're going to play um, so check that out, that's on the preview. Uh, how are you feeling coming into this game, Colin? Um, last couple of games against Ross County have been pretty clinical, 3-1 and 4-1. What's your thoughts? Well, they're obviously experiencing a little purple patch yes. themselves, um, which is, you know, you can't underestimate a bit of confidence. I think uh, Rams even described it as a free hit. Um, for them, yeah. For them. <clears throat> and so, and I think... One of the words that has come up a lot after the midweek performance was complacency. Yes. Um, and so this is something when you're meeting the team that are occupying the bottom position of the league at home, uh, I feel that this is a game we should win. Um, but one of my first kind of uh, sort of sort of latter day kind of. Um, matches uh, when I was going back to watch Celtic at Celtic Park was a game against Ross County and I went with with Paul um, and I remember you saying it was just like so this should be a bit of a walk in the park it's just Ross County you know and we did win 2-0 but it was like a tedious slog and um, so what I want to see tomorrow is a little bit of razzle-dazzle. Mm. A little bit of razzle-dazzle. The old razzle-dazzle, the of old course. Razzle-dazzle. Paul, what are you thinking about tomorrow's game? I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying being a Celtic supporter at the moment. I know that Europe wasn't what we wanted. Um, there, were some, there were some things that we can look back in that European campaign and be happy with, but overall disappointing. But domestically, I think, I think it's been really good. Um... I'm excited for Saturday. I, I'm ex- I always love a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. Um, I think I think we will. We'll talk about the game more detail later. But I think we'll win. And like Colin, I'm, I think this is. I think we could be seeing. I don't think it's unrealistic to expect Celtic to put on a show tomorrow. Um, depending on who plays, who's fit, how the subs go. I mean, Ross County. We know what they're all about. I thought the preview was great, and Christian's analysis is excellent as ever. Um, Seeing that, I'll be happy with a 1-0 win or a 2-0 win, you know. Um, but yeah, excited. It's, it's good to be a Celtic supporter right now. This has been a good season, guys. 
Like, I think we, we need to sometimes step back and look at how well things are going. Um, it's been good. Yeah, I think I think we all kind of feel that. I think Europe um, is quite a sharp focus for everyone um, because essentially it's where I think we all want to be. It's where we all want to shine. It's certainly where I want to shine. And, you know... Maybe we didn't shine as brightly as we could, but, you know, we are the embers of hopefully uh, something that's going to catch fire. I think Martin O'Neill came out today and he's promoting his book, um, which I'll certainly be getting a copy of because I love Martin O'Neill. And he was talking about how he thinks Ange Postacoglu is going to win Celtic a European trophy. Um, I mean, is that unfathomable, Colin? Um, we're not I talking the Champions League. We're, you know, we, we have these opportunities, maybe, I mean, even something like the conference. What's your thoughts? Not uh, unfathomable at all. I mean, uh, our rivals across the city got to a European final last year and... And fucked it. <laughs> and they fucked it. They to, embarrassed not themselves. Not to, to find a point on it. They embarrassed Scotland. <laughs> they embarrassed England. And the United Kingdom. And then the Queen died because she was so sad. <laughs> That's why she died, yes. yes. I was trying to go light on this, but like, <laughs> you know... Go light okay. on them, go hard uh, on them. No, just, 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 so just sort of Colin. skate yeah. past it and just talk about us. Um, no, I think, um, in, in a way, I, I feel like that their run last season, we need to, like, it's incumbent upon us to at least get to our European final uh, in, well, under Andrew's reign, I would say. I would say this is, this is something he has to do. Oof! We're never getting to European yeah. final. Lads. I'm <laughs> sorry to break it to you. Why? Absolute pie in the sky. See stuff. when I was. See when I was a wee. Well, see how's it, how's it pie in the sky? Uh, genuinely, and I'm not. And I know we have a bit of fun banter back and forth. But how's it pie in the sky? Because a club of your size should be in the mix. So I don't necessarily think a European final should be. I was over egging it just for I, dramatic. I do, I do think it should be a target. But if we got if, if Ange Postecoglou got us to. A quarter final now, considering we've not won a knockout tie in so long, got us to quarter final. Mm -hmm. You know, then you build on that, and then you build on that. And even I'll be honest, see if it was the quarter final of the conference league, I don't know, I don't think we can even play in the conference league the way that things work out. Because you, you know, if we qualify for third in the Champions League next season, then we would drop into the Europa, and then you can't drop into the conference after that. So you, if we dropped into the, if we qualified for the Champions League next e next season as champions. And then we drop into the Europa League. Yep. And then we get to a quarter final in the Europa League. Oh, that would be brilliant. Like, come yep. on. But, like, how can but we not do that? To me, because that's... everything you've said, Gal, everything you've said, Colin, factually, actually, factually sound, right? But this is Celtic in Europe. You are a miserable bastard there sometimes. Are, there are unquantifiable elements. That, that happened to Celtic in Europe. In the last 20 years, we've been to a European final, we've been to a, a, a European quarter-final, we've been to the last 16 of the Champions League three times in the last 20 years. So you can't tell me that there isn't a pathway, there isn't a legacy, there isn't the opportunity. If Gordon Strachan can get Celtic to the last 16 of the Champions League twice, Ange Postecoglou can do it once, booyah! Can I just jump in and say as well? I love you, Paul. That, yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Sorry, I, was... I like I like when you said "boya" mostly. <laughs> that was my favourite bit. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but I I think 
Right, you, you mentioned Strachan there, and this is what kind of lit this idea in my brain is the thing is that like, imagine us doing, like, as you say, getting to a quarterfinal, but playing this style of football, not just fucking hanging oh, in there, man. like, just being hard to beat, in inverted commas, uh, like, by playing playing the Celtic way um, I think that would be more exciting than uh, and I think us with the way we play football getting to a reasonable degree and a European competition would be more memorable than them getting to uh, a, a European Cup final like squeaking their way through we'd yeah. fucking say, right look I love what you're proposing the Perius I love it I'm on board sign me up but there's this I will, I will always be, st- I don't know, I said steadfast. Ooh, yikes. I'll always be totally set in my ways with regards to the unpredictable nature of Celtic in Europe. I've just seen it too many times. I've been hurt too many times. I can't, I, my, my heart isn't strong enough to let that hope back in. But if it happens, I'll be at the front of the can fucking I, queue enjoying can I, can it. I, can I tell you something, Paul? You're a lot more resilient than you realise. Oh, no, this is just regards to Celtic. Your heart is strong. Heart, hearts? I used to support hearts. Your Joe Hart is strong, <laughs> uh, but no, like I, I just think you know. I read that today, and I thought you know, if, as my mum calls him Saint Martin, if Saint Martin can say that, then <laughs> there's absolutely no doubt that That's it so can come true. And he's not a person to just say something just so people will report back in it. Exactly, aye, hundred percent, great point, excellent point, Look, guys. Sign me up. I love what you're saying. I just think maybe there's got to be one voice that's just giving a little bit of realism. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, all that stuff I've said about what's happened over the last 20 years, it's all factually correct, but it doesn't, hasn't came with, those are the highs, and there have been littered with lows as well, there's no question about it, but I just think, you know, I've been quite <clears throat> privately, when I'm sitting talking, you know, having thoughts myself, I, I, I get quite critical of Ange Postacoglu and how he plays in Europe, and I know that that's not necessarily... You know, I'm not really talking out of school. I think a lot of people are maybe uh, un- unhappy with how this this has went, but I do fully trust that this guy deserves the opportunity to do what he's saying he can do, and that's all I'll say. Because I think if you if you give him a hundred percent and he fails, that's fine. Yeah. If you don't give him a hundred percent and he fails, fails, that's criminal. And that's what that's the fear I spoke spoke about it in the weekly. The fear I have of the Celtic board is that they won't back him. So if they back him and he fails, fair enough. If they back him and he succeeds, then you know I don't think it would get to that point because I don't think he would accept not being backed. Yeah. And and that's good. Actually if I Oh my god, I can't even say it. If Ange left because he didn't get the backing of the board, I would have no hard feelings with him whatsoever. No, no, absolutely not. Uh Colin Colin Kearney. Uh how we've been playing domestically? Have you enjoyed it? Uh, I have. I feel that just harking back to what you just said there about, I mean, perhaps focus on the negatives more than the successes sometimes. And I feel that um, with a few hiccups, I mean, there's literally only one defeat um, this season, yeah. Um, but we look at non-scintillating performances and uh, and that's fair enough because that's what we're being told we're talk- being told that the performances are the all-important kind of like metric um, but we've got the results we've 
played some great football. Uh, we've protected our squad quite well, yeah. which is not something to be uh, not to sniff at, especially when you consider this time last year and the kind of uh, the real triage we were doing on a on a game by game basis. Um, so I have I have really enjoyed it, and I look forward to every game. And I've not always felt like that. There's times where I'm just I'm more consumed by worry or um, lack of confidence and I, I, I even with this kind of like maybe less than scintillating performance uh, passage we're in uh, tomorrow I'm optimistic and I feel buoyed so yeah I've been enjoying it um, Paul <clears throat> the Ross County game really is just about getting over that line yep. getting to the break point and then seeing what happens after that you know is it Colin just made a very good point about you know when the Motherwell performance was a little bit low low energy low key if we got that tomorrow and we won would you care or would you want to see a performance do you want to, do you want the, the, do you want the team to kind of almost kind of wave goodbye to the fans for, for a month by putting in something great or does the performance not matter and all that matters is the point the, the point points on the board right what do we talk about the most important thing is points on the board, right? I think the performance comes secondary to that. But I, I don't think we've been that. I think we've had maybe three or four games where we've been below par this season, right? There were a couple of games where we squeaked by. I just have so much confidence that this team will find a way to win the game no matter what, right? Um, the other night, even even after Motherwell scored, I, I just I just thought the game's not in doubt. We will win the game, right? In the United game uh, last weekend... What a fucking exciting end to it! I'm, I think we're I think we're getting more memories, more memorable moments from this era, this Ange Postecoglou era. Even if we're squeaking games two one two 0 there's moments where you remember goals that happened or passes as a play or something a player did that stand out. So I'm kind of happy with the status quo. You can't every game can't be four 0 with a perfect performance, right? I, I think we maybe focus on the less exciting performances a bit too much. Natural, right? Yeah, and I'm guilty, I'm guilty of oh, that Jesus probably Christ, more than anybody, right? I'm terrible. Like, I, I want Ange sacked, basically, if we don't win a game 10-0. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with my kind of sensible head on and looking at this kind of pragmatically, I, I just have I've got faith um, and I've, I feel faith in this squad, this team, more than I have for years under any of the previous managers. Um, that, that we will just win the games and if we don't win the game it's not that we didn't try it's not that the, the players didn't try to create you just I don't know just the Dundee United game you know when that when the penalty went in or when they equalised to make it 2-2 actually I just think something happened with those players where they they know what to do and and that just fills me with joy I, I, I like that I like the way you said that there when they conceded they know what to do they do they, know what to do. They, they know I, what to do. You know what? Do. There is one player very good. who I think personifies that, and it's Dyson Maeda. I think Dyson Maeda's been... His little cameos in the past couple of weeks have made the difference in some of these games. I think if you look how he scored... When he scored at Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago and how he reacted... Yep. And how he reacted on... Uh, on what a night and day. Well. Night yeah. day. Night and day. Night and day. He looked almost depressed when he scored he that did. Yeah, it looked so sad. <laughs> um, let's go to the stats check. 
Stats check for Celtic versus Ross County. Celtic are unbeaten in the last 31 home league games. Uh, 127 drawn four. Winning all six at Celtic Park this season. This is their best 100% winning start to league season at home since 2019-20. Won the first 10. In 15 previous league visits to Celtic, Ross County have never won. They've drawn three and they've lost 12. Losing each of the last eight in a row by an aggregate score of 27-0. <laughs> However, they did claim a 2-0 League Cup victory away to Celtic in November 2020. You should really that say that bit like in radio adverts when they're advertising like pills or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, this is going to like lengthen your life. Terms and conditions apply. You <laughs> might not. Actually, you might actually live shorter. They, it's actually they, really bad, and it's just sugar. It's a new Lennon before talking yes. about the 2 0 loss. Losing <laughs> each of the last eight, eight in a row by an aggregate score of 27 now. However, they did not claim a 2 0 League Cup victory. Only Rangers, Antonio Kolak has more Premiership goals than Celtic's Kyogo, so Kolak's got 11. He's not very good. Cholak. Cholak. Kyogo's got 10. He's getting up there. He's getting up to. I'd love what we get 30 this season. Uh, he's only halfway to, towards yeah, his own, yeah. own goal halfway so. through the season halfway <laughs> to his own goal he's on target I need to, he needs to raise his own target yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he'll be on target oh. uh, the Japanese international has the best conversion rate of any player uh, to attempt 10 shots 36 uh, percentage uh, 10 goals from 28 shots I've written congratulations to Kyogo for winning the best conversion rate of any player to attempt 10 plus shots championship <laughs> you are <laughs> Can I just say that the conversion rates are much better than the uh, pound sterling <laughs> oh. of uh, politics? Uh, Welcome to the uh, the recession, my friends. I'm sure Christian's like pulling his head out, uh, head out, going, "That's not stats." <laughs> yeah, sorry, Christian. sorry, Christian. You're back to the tactics. <laughs> yeah, oh, very good. Uh, Ross County have won their last two league games. Uh, they had only won two of their previous eighteen in the Premiership, drawn four, uh, lost uh, twelve. So Celtic have got eight wins in the last ten games uh, with Ross County, twenty-five goals, five clean sheets. Um, great stuff. Uh, what is it about Ross County that um, that you just think are good? <laughs> Nothing. I, I hate them. I don't like this club at all. Uh, don't know mar- what that marginally was. less annoying than Inverness Cali Thistle. Um, they, I, I'm, they kick. They battle, they struggle, they run their, their uh, studs down the back of players' legs um, they're, a, they're an annoying team to play um, they're, they're, they're basically Scottish Premiership like plankton really um, I've got very little positive to say but I, I just don't think about Ross County at all I don't I don't consider them as a, like a threat, uh, Reagan Charles Cook uh, was by far their, their best player last season um, they've not. I don't think they've been able to replace him in terms of having one player who can turn a game, do something surprising. Um, from what I've seen of them this season, um, they've just got up. They're a bunch of cloggers. God, I hate saying that, and then they fucking beat us tomorrow. Um, for me, they're a team of cloggers. I absolutely des- despise their manager. Um, maybe if if Markie McKay wasn't the manager, I might feel differently about them. But that for me taints so much about Ross County. I've got a, a pal who's a Ross County fan, and. He struggles with the whole ethical... I mean, it's like the World Cup. You know what I mean? It's like watching the World Cup. If you're a Ross County fan and Malcolm McKay's your manager, it's the same thing. Uh, is it the same thing? On a different level. Is, it, is, is, is Malcolm McKay being your manager worth, like, the baggage that comes with him being your manager? Is it worth sitting 11th, 10th in the table? <laughs> 
Colin. Like, it's not like he's came in, and don't get me wrong, there was a bit of a bounce last season. He got them into the, you know, they, they did well getting into the top six and stuff, but, like, they did get into the top six last season, didn't they? Um, yeah, so obviously they got into the top six. Um, is it worth having that baggage with, you know, it, it, it's a tough it's a tough recruiting place as well. We were talking to um, uh, Ramsey, and he was saying, obviously, it's tough to get players up to Ross County. What's your kind of thoughts on them as a club? I think that uh, you were so willing to be selectively, have a selective memory when it comes to people's past, when it comes to who can do a job, who can provide X to your team or whatever. Um, look at Livingston uh, and the future. Rangers manager. Once and future king. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, my main problem with like Ross County is that uh, they have really bad. Uh, their, their badge has incredibly bad kerning on it. Oh my god! It's like, <laughs> uh, it says Ross, and then it's like Ross, and then County's in like in a little wave, and then it's uh, from a graphic design point of view, it's horrendous. <laughs> and Jesus. the stag wow. on the bottom of the back of the. I mean, like that is not the place to put. A graphic, wow. and you can make your own inferences, uh, listeners, about that. Um, but yeah, I think I feel that there it's must be difficult to get people into a relatively new team. Not a lot of history there to sort of go go through out in the back of beyond putting up. I mean, like Fairfax, like made a decent show in last season. Uh, not really playing football that I think anybody's going to find exciting. I think the thing that's interesting um, in this this season particularly is we've got a lot of clubs who have got maybe a bit of baggage about them that are changing their approach and or um, there's managers with new ideas. And um, uh, if you look at Motherwell, I think that there's like a certain kind of sea change there. We used to sort of really just expect to just kicked all about the park I think that's changing and that's good and the modern game is changing I think we're kind of going with the times a wee bit um, but Ross County and Kilmarnock and uh, a few of these teams seem to still Stack. exemplify Scottish football yeah and um, but I think we should be wary of them I think like I think my main worry about tomorrow is that they seem to always I mean and my main worry generally is that I feel that we haven't really addressed our set piece uh, weaknesses uh, as much as I would like. And oh, the Star Boy's back. My Star Boy is back. I'm so excited. Oh, uh, having Starfelt back is oh. so fucking good. Um, He's the greatest. Beautiful. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. So, with w- County, it's like Tilson, Yakaviti, Jordan White. These are like, uh, I guess, Laidlaw, the goalie. They've got quite a lot of kind of stalwarty players that kind of know how to play against they bring up a like lot, they bring up a lot of young English players from the low league and from the kind of non-league uh, and some of them hit and do well you know Regan Charles Cook is a perfect example but I, I sometimes feel uh, managers come up Lee Johnson's another one I mean and they kind of disrespect the league by bringing up shite when yeah. Lee Johnson was a manager at Kilmarnock for example um, not Lee Johnson um a what'd you call him Jordy 
Lee Clark, of course. I meant Lee Clark. Uh, but he brought up like just a lot of shite English players from non-league and from like the really bottom rungs of English football. And um, thinking and, they would just roll over us. Yeah, thinking yeah. that Scottish football shit. Yeah, essentially, and nae bother. Um, and I think that's kind of. I, I do have some sympathy from a Ross County point of view in regards to how they kind of uh, recruit players. But you know, that kind of process of just going down and just picking players up because well they'll do a job for us it's not always going to work and it's not always going to be successful and it get, eventually will get found out because it seems to be a lot of lucky punts and lucky punts will only last so long uh colin uh, well paul let me ask you this yes are you scared of var tomorrow because uh crikey it's not going well is it scared of scared of it in every single fucking game we play because <laughs> I had I don't even know I don't I'm actually losing the will to talk about it because it's every single week there is something else. Um, there was some there was some needle between Alan and Sermani yesterday on the old uh, on the old VAR on the weekly, so that was. Good I to can't hear. handle them for remotely falling out. Like if they fell out, Mom, Dad, are you getting a divorce? <laughs> yeah, are you getting a divorce? Oh my God, are they getting a divorce? Um, it it's. Well, we're going to talk about Ange's thoughts on it, and the way Ange talks about VAR, I think is, I can it kind of sums up how I feel about it. But I just don't trust these people. I don't trust David Dickinson and Nick Walsh and Willie Collum and John Beaton and uh, I nearly said Mike McCurry. <laughs> He's not been a referee for about twenty years. Um, the big tall ghoulie guy that looks like Skeletor with, with hair, um, Clancy, Kevin Clancy. I just don't trust them to do the right thing. The, the Jota thing we saw this week was utterly, utterly inexplicable. Um, I'm still angry about it. So, no, because VAR's not being used correctly, and Stuart made a great point after the first, I think it was a Hearts game, where he said VAR should not referee the match. Um, that's what it's doing. It's, it's basically dictating what happens in the match. Who is? Do we know who the ref is tomorrow? No, but we can find out. Doesn't I don't? Do you know what, Gal? It doesn't even fucking matter because whoever it is. Yeah. Have you ever like on? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, I don't know why I said that. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. The referee that. tomorrow is the Pope. Uh, the Pope is the referee. <laughs> I so, mean, even then, <laughs> Pope, uh, Pope JP coming back. Yeah. <laughs> right, nice from, from the beyond. Right. Uh, I, I um, saw um, at Rebel Rebel on Twitter uh, a really good, good account you should follow. He put up. Um, just a, a quote from it was from the Scottish FA they put out a statement um, referee operations can confirm that during a VAR review at Motherwell versus Celtic the footage from the relevant 18 yard line camera did not capture an appropriate view of the incident while the broadcast footage was only able to show a wider camera angle for viewers Hawkeye technology is designed to calibrate an accurate offside decision from either of the two 18 yard yard line camera positions with the subsequent VAR review determining that the Celtic player had received the ball in an offside position we have provided feedback for the host broadcast on the incident as part of our regular one of the, cam- the, pa- shows, shows one of the cameras was focused on the touchline on the uh, what do you call it the managers when yeah. it should have been focused on the line but they if they, they did they not say that they have like the VAR was able to make a decision based on their view of it, but they basically said it's cal. They've just used the word calibrate to make it seem like it's all on the it's all on the level. 
they've calibrated it. They've just used a word, Colin. They've just said the word calibrate makes it sound technical, uh-huh. and therefore no one can question the word calibrate. It, exactly. I mean, when something's calibrated, you, there's no argument. I'm looking forward <laughs> to VAR becoming sentient as doing a Skynet, and then and then actually ruling correctly, and every, everything will go into meltdown. So, uh, when's when's um. Judgment Day. That's uh, it's 1997. Get to the chopper. Okay, looking forward to it. Get to the chopper. It's not get to the chopper, Paul. Paul, it's not get to the chopper. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, also Hawkeye. It's built for tennis. It's not. We we need we need uh, football proprietary. Listen, what's, it, a, what's software? a bigger bird than a hawk? What's the biggest bird in the world? I was going to say. I was going to say it's built for tennis, but it hel- makes a hell of a martini. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> sure. Mash. Do you not like the TV show yeah. Mash? Um, Another up-to-date mm, reference. Yeah, I was going to say from your friends at the cynic. I thought that was a great reference. <laughs> no, no, no it was. A good, it was but yeah. it was always on at like an annoying time. Half past eight on a Tuesday. It, it was really old-looking, even for old guys like us. I just felt it was a very old. Mate, I was open. watching like Dixon Adult Green, like when I was. You were like, watching so... Watch with Mother and <laughs> fucking. Oh Jesus! That, Bill that, and Ben and all that. Andy Pandy. <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. Uh, listen, uh, let's. Calling, that's so let's. Fair, right? Let's go to the press conference. Uh, so there was a press conference today. Ange Postecoglou took part, uh, and we have taken. Uh, I've cut it into six uh, segments. Um, so we're going to talk our way through the press conference as usual. There were some questions that we've not included because they were kind of irrelevant. A lot of it was to do around the World Cup, and a lot of it was to do around the idea that uh, how do you manage players who haven't been chosen for the World Cup and stuff, which I don't think is relevant. Anyway, so the first clip from the press conference is uh, Ange, the question is about the last game before the break. Final game before a bit of a break, of course. Um, it's been quite a year for, for you and the team, just the one domestic defeat this, this year. How important then is it to, to go into this one and, and try and end that on a high before there's a bit of a break? Yeah, look, um, it is important. Um, the fact that the break's coming up is kind of not the key bit. The key bit is that, you know, we want to continue our form and, and, and our performances in the league. Um, you know, we've come through a, you know, a crazily hectic period of, you know, um, I think this will be our 13th game um, in 40-odd days, including Champions League, including travel. And, you know, the fact that the boys have have really been, you know, so resilient through this time um, with our league form and um, has been a credit to them and, yeah, we do. We want to finish strong tomorrow and make sure that um, you know all the gains we've had in in this period in terms of performances and, and results uh, continue. So that's the first question. Uh, it's about obviously the the last game before the break and uh, an interesting point about the fact that we've only lost one domestic game uh, in the calendar year. Uh, what do you make uh, uh, Angie's answer, Paul? Happy. Um, uh, I just. We've had a lot. We've had. It's been a long season already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, just listening to Ange there, it's like you can tell he's just like, just get to the end of this part. One more big kind of surge push. Get this over the line. Um, and I'm personally, I'm glad it's a home game. I'm glad it's a home game against a lower half team. Um, yeah, as Ange says, Ange is fully aware of how much football we, we've played already. He referenced it several times in this uh, press conference about Europe and stuff as well and the travel that comes with that. Yeah. So um, I, I expect that he'll be quite relieved at the end of this as well just for a little break. Yeah. Colin, your thoughts? Exactly what I was going to say. Um, 
I think he's not one to make excuses, but throughout the press conference there was a lot of talk about a busy schedule, hectic, etc. I reading between the lines. I think he sounds relieved that it's uh, we're coming to the end of this this particular um, part of the season. Uh, again, mentioned performances uh, about the quality of performances rather than talking about points on the board, uh, which is I kind of you know that these are the headlines I'm taking from it. He's not making excuses, but he is stressing we played a lot of football, and he's still interested in performance over results. Absolutely. Beyond the scoreboard. Always look beyond the scoreboard. Um, so goals uh, are terrible. Everybody hates a goal. Everyone hates goals now. Oh God, that's the that's a new phrase. Um, let's uh, let's go straight to uh, team news for the game tomorrow. Can I just ask about your team news for tomorrow? Is it the same as the... Yeah, same as. Um, so Callum and obviously James McCarthy um, missing. Um, <coughs> everyone else got through uh, Wednesday night. Um, no problems and... Um, yeah, no, no new issues coming out of it. Pretty straightforward there, Colin. Um, you full complement of players with the exception of McCarthy and uh, obviously McGregor. Are you looking forward to McGregor potentially coming back when we come back from the break? Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. My main takeaway from that, though, was that he remembered James McCarthy. I know. So, I like, that was nice to see. Yeah, can't <laughs> wait till Camac comes back. Yeah. Paul? Um, for me, it's all about the fact that, um, that Starfelt and Cameron Carter-Vickers are going to be playing together again. And that is music to my ears. Great stuff. Uh, so now we're just going to go to the next question. Let's just uh, set it up. Hi, Ange. Um, obviously, one game left before the break. Been a really impressive start domestically. How would you review your first few months of the season domestic football-wise? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's obviously yeah, been strong. And, and as I said, under challenging conditions and in terms of <clears throat> our fixture scheduling, you know, we've had... 14 games, uh, eight of those have been away from home, so we've only had six at Celtic Park in the league. So, um, you know, when you consider all that, the, you know, you look at our results, our results have been outstanding, but I think our performances, for the most part, have been really strong too. And as like I said, it's a credit to the players. Um, but, you know, we need to finish off our work and we need to keep going. And <clears throat> what we do know is that if we can come through this period, you know, with such a strong performance that, you know, when we resume... Um, Whilst the, the schedule will still be fairly busy, won't be anywhere near as um, challenging as what we've been through because of you know, obviously Champions League and the travel. Um, you know, it sets us up for for a really, yeah, you know, strong sort of second part of the year. Do you think the break is perhaps coming at a, a bad time for you, given how impressive your form has been domestically, or do you feel that it, it's good? You talk about the fixture pile up, the players need a rest, and it gives you you a chance to get a bit more coaching into them over the next four weeks. No, I, I, the break's the break. We, we've known about it. It's not new. It's not something that sprung up. It was part of our planning. So whether good, bad, or otherwise, it's it's we knew it was coming, and we've sort of, you know, our pre-season was was planned around knowing that we're going to have really, you know, <coughs> um, big fixture congestion. Um, our our recruiting was the same in terms of having a strong squad. So, you know, for us, what's important is that. You know, like I said, we've we've got to this point in a strong position. We need to finish that off tomorrow, and then um, you know we we've, we're obviously heading to Oz for a week. The boys will have some time off, and then we go to Portugal, and and again we'll we'll plan for the next part of the year. So season uh, sort of review from from Ange there. Uh, thoughts, Paul? I liked what Ange said, talking about. I mean, I think he used the word strong, which is a word we always want to hear him use. Uh, challenging conditions with the schedule. Only had six home games so far, which is still really, really surprising. Um, results and performance is strong. My favourite thing about Angie's uh, we spiel there was uh, finishing off our work. 
fin- you don't get to go on holiday until you finish your work. I really like that, and because he does have a kind of school teacher vibe. Um, I thought the follow up question from the journalist was fucking stupid. Like taking something positive that Andrew said, Andrew basically came out with, "Yeah, we're feeling good, we're doing well, we're going to finish our work and end the season well." And he's like, "I but is it, is it maybe bad that is you're it? getting a like? Just don't ask that question. Like prepare, failure to prepare, prepare to fail, failure." The journalist is a failure. <laughs> I went a bit Charlie Nicholas on Sky Sports yeah, yeah, with the whole... Yeah. I think about a sentence preparation <laughs> wouldn't have gone amiss there. I think I just proved my own point. Colin, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of these uh, nebulous questions that, like, and just bats away and... I, I think we're only a couple of months away from and just going full sarky prick. Just like <laughs> no, I'm actually raging well, yeah. top of the top of the league, and uh, I've always wanted a manager. Basically, like a year. Did you were you happy with the performance after you win like five six nil? No, thought it was terrible. <laughs> Are you happy you won? Nah, wish we'd lost. Nope, selling them all. Yeah, what a bunch of. Well, like, if, if someone says something positive, you then then you go, aye, but is it maybe bad that the good thing happened? Yeah, fucking. He's someone who clearly dislikes press conferences, Colin. Yeah, and I, th- I think, and with good, and with good reason. I mean, it's it's very difficult to uh, when you're obviously I, you. You really feel like his time's important. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and good point. He's not the youngest manager out there. He's got a young family. He's got. A hectic schedule, as we've heard many, many times. <laughs> uh, and you've got a set for 20 minutes listening to uh, some of the most, like, fucking back-of-the-packet questions you've ever heard. Um, I think that um, part of the reason that we're here is fan media is because there's such a gaping hole in any kind of insightful or interested, even, uh, questioning these pressers. Uh, and the thing is, like, we, we sort of, we're, we're, we're trying to eke out the perils from... This, these kind of questions says it all. But sorry, I just kind of went off on one there. But uh, <laughs> it's good. I like it. I uh, love it. Yeah. But, but that, that that is kind of the point. Like, um, see if you engage him, he he's genuinely interested. So yeah. he loves talking about football, and he loves talking about his experiences within football. And some of these questions from some of the journalists, they just seem so tired and so like. I can't really be arsed. I'll ask him a really generic question because I really, as Alan always says, the headline's already written, so you just have to eke out that. that, that yeah. That, that kind Say of the thing. line, Bart. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next question. A little bit. This is a little bit spicy. This is uh, Jota uh, and, and VAR. Hi, Ange. Obviously, there's been a lot of discussion about Jota's disallowed goal at Motherwell in midweek. The SFA have put out a statement today about it. What do you make of what's happened in, in that statement? Yeah, look, um, uh, look. I've already said. For me, it's not about the decisions. Yeah, it's 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 not about because I st- I still think even with VAR, there's going to be decision- decisions that are that are contentious all along. To me, it's just about the process and and it's it's why I was uncomfortable with the fanfare when we introduced it. Everyone was, you know, it was the talk of the town. VARs coming as if. It's something that, you know, is brand new. Australia, which, you know, everyone seems to think is a backwater, had VAR four years ago. It's not a new thing. It's not new. It's been around for quite a while. Referees in our league who referee in Europe have used it. It's not... 
So we make it out as if this is really big thing and big expectations. And you know, for me, it should have just been, well, you know what, we've, we're prepared, we're ready, we're bringing it in, let's get on with it. But you know, we've made this big fanfare and now we're, we're saying, you know, expect teething problems. Um, I don't know why there would be teething problems for something that's been around for four years, you know, five years, I don't even know how long it's been around. Like, if we're not ready, don't start with it, just wait till we're ready, you know, and, and then get going. So for me, it's not about the decisions where, you know, they're saying Jota was offside, they have evidence of that, obviously, you know, whatever that evidence is, is, is with them and, and that's fine. And even if they're wrong, I don't care, you know, it's a decision, like, there's plenty of wrong decisions. For me, it's the intrusion it has on the game. and. You know, like I said, it's why I was uncomfortable with the whole week leading up to it that we're, we're, we're sort of making this whole fanfare about something that is not new. It's It's been around for quite a while and we should be just saying, look, VAR's coming in this weekend, we're comfortable with it because, you know, we, we've done all the trials, everything's ready to go, let's get on with it. Do you think that's part of the issue with bringing it in kind of midway through the season It came in at that point? Some of this, the decisions and the focus on it, is it kind of taking a lot of the excitement and enjoyment out of the game maybe for some because you're waiting to see what's going to happen. Well, no, I mean, look, whether you bring it in mid-season or either season or you, you know, and I think hopefully that's what the powers that be have done. They brought it in when they thought it was ready. So if it's ready, then it is. Let's get on with it. We shouldn't be saying that... And look, you know, human beings are involved, but the fact that, you know, a camera's not pointing to where it should be when we've only got six cameras... Um, like I'm kind of hoping that they went through this process before they actually, you know, and said these are the protocols. But you know, you've got to allow you know human error within that context. But but like I said, I, I, I VAR we understand it's you know it's 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 part of the game. We've introduced it. Okay, let's let's get on with it. Um, but. You know, don't don't make it the star of the show. You know, and, and unfortunately at the moment that's what it is. And I just, I don't think it, it helps anyone. Not the referees, not the clubs, not the players, not the coaches, the managers, not the supporters to, to have VAR as the focus of every week's discussion. Just a final one from me, Ange. We're asking every manager today ahead of the World Cup who you think will win the World Cup. I'll, I'll go for Brazil, but. I've kind of said a few times that if there's ever going to be a shock outsider for a World Cup, this will be the one um, because it's it's such an unusual timing for a World Cup um, that don't be surprised if for the first time um, you know, somebody outside the traditional nations um, gets up and wins it. Who that is, I've got no idea, but... Um, yeah, that's that's my feeling. So Ange speaks on VAR, uh, speaks on uh, obviously Jota as well. Um, the, the missed, uh, huge, huge miss. I would say I thought it was onside, but Ange kind of talked about it in a very, he's very articulate in how he kind of swipes away these VAR stuff, Paul. I, I like it. Um, he actually, he takes the high road every time. Um, very pragmatic. He doesn't blame the officials. He he blames the system. Like, yeah. It's more about, it's the bigger picture that's the problem. The individuals are a problem. And I think you kind of get that. He intonates that, but he does without actually saying it's it. It's implicit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I really like. But he, he, I think his point about just how fucking long this takes is on the money. And I think if he focuses on that, it takes some of the heat off. Aye, but they got it wrong, didn't they? Where yeah. he's like, I mean, that Jota goal, by the way, was 
stunning. Supreme cr- stunning. Supreme crunches. I mean, that boy is so special. Um, I don't think Ange likes dwelling on stuff after it's happened. So if I was Ange's boyfriend, right, and we had a fight, I'm pretty certain that it would be over within like 20 minutes. We would just talk it out and it's done. He would tell you how wrong you are and you would accept it. Oh, n- of course. Of course. But then 20 minutes later, we would be like, right, let's just reset. Um, I love you. Do you want to go out for dinner? I think I made that really weird. Um, Vegemite sandwiches all round. Oh, hello. Uh, is Vegemite vegan, by the way? I don't give a fuck. Move on. Do you not like I Vegemite? I mean, we did hear no. that Disgusting. Berry song played at Celtic Park, so that's a, a reference to that. What veg- What song? Uh, Men at Work. Down Under. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, Men at Work. Vegemite sandwich. Singer from Men at Work is from Solcoats. Really? Yep. Oh. He's a Solcoats boy, Colin Hay. Remember, remember Chris Hay? Terrible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> terrible yes I do. Um, uh, he wasn't terrible I, at all. I like when Andrew's saying stuff like, you've got to allow human error within that context, right? He's actually right. You do have to allow for human error. It's not acceptable, but you kind of have to allow for it, right? We we all make, well, Gal, you two don't make mistakes in your daily job. I make mistakes <laughs> in my life consistently, right? This guy had basically his finger bandaged for about... <laughs> Four months. I think he might have made at least one mistake. Just, <laughs> I make at mistakes least, at least one. It Semi daily. I make mistakes. It was, the, it was the machine. It was the machine's fault. Um, it's the system. So it's the system. Um, it was obviously the question about the World Cup, but I wondered if Colin had stuff to say about yeah Andrew the VR, VR first. Stuff. Um, I think I think we've covered it quite well. I think an interest, and this is just a little bit of pop psychology speculation. Ange is interested in people and he's not up for blaming people and this is the thing is this human error thing and not getting in people's backs and he doesn't get in his players backs and he, he does talk about people being people rather than players and all the rest of it so it's nice to see him be consistent with that uh, but he's completely wrong because they're all fucking idiots <laughs> uh, Jacinta says they're all idiots yes. all, all idiots <laughs> um, but I also quite like the dig uh, about Australia having it like Bar four years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, considering, like, uh, an old pal of mine, Zoe, is from Perth, Australia, and we were friends, still are friends, but made friends when we were like when I was like sixteen, and she would talk about waiting for like the NME and Melody Maker getting sent, and she she was reading these things like two months at a date, yeah, yeah, you totally. know. But Australia had, had split up before she did four even. years. <laughs> oh, fuck us. yeah. Sorry, I just trampled all over your lovely, uh, right. lovely point to make a joke about menswear. Uh, was it the World Cup you said? There was a question about the World Cup. So the journalist asked Ange who he thought was going to win the World Cup, and he oh. said Brazil, which I think is hilarious because Canada are going to win the World Cup. Who do you think is going to win the World Cup, Gal? <sighs> sometimes it's just really tiring, Paul, isn't it? Just really, just really tiring. You mean sometimes it's really tiring? Sometimes, sometimes. It's, really, sometimes it's really tiring. Uh, I think Argentina will win the World Cup. I think Messi will go out. Uh, and uh, win his last World Cup and will therefore the argument about Maradona and not winning a World Cup will be moot so there you go Colin I really liked Angie's point about a, a, a complete outlier and I think this would be a I'm thinking uh, Senegal I, I'm thinking I can see a run Mental, but I mean, it's an I, mean I know, but like, the, you know, I love my. Uh, nobody's going to remember it unless I'm right. 
So I mean, Manny is in the squad, but he's kind of broken. What was the World Cup when Senegal kind of first came on the scene and? was it like El Hajj Diouf? I'm sorry. 2000, 2002. Okay. They beat France. Okay. Um, I didn't realise that um, Encham is in the Cameroon squad for the World Cup. Is he? Yeah. Ooh. Awesome. Yes. I so, love him. Yeah. Well, calm down. Uh, I, th- I think there's uh, also Frimpong going to the, the yeah, Melbourne squad. Yeah, so, right. so I just want to come back to Maradona not winning a World Cup. No, no, no. Messi hasn't won a World Cup. So therefore, oh, so if Messi right, wins the World Cup... Did you have to look up Maradona winning the World Cup? No, no. I had to make me. sure that he Jesus played Christ. in the 86 World Cup, which is... I remember watching the 86, in the 86 World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup. I thought you'd said, because it's loud in here, I thought you said uh, Maradona had never won a World Cup, and I'm like, mm, that's Got the two right. World Cup finals in a row. Yeah, I know. Do you, Paul? Do you? Uh, <laughs> next point was uh, about Ross County. Looking at the Ross County game, they've had a little bit of renewed confidence uh, recently. They've won their last two games. Just, do you see this as maybe a, a tricky tie? This is a bit of a free hit for them, essentially, with the, with the games winding up until December. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, as you said, yeah, the last two results have uh, <coughs> been positive for them. But, yeah, with Ross County, you know, it's always a tough game anyway. And I think... Yeah, we've seen already that every game has its challenges and what we've tried to do is make sure that, you know, we're, our level of performance is, is at a level that whatever the challenge may be on any given day, we can overcome that. And, um, yeah, we'll have to do that tomorrow. <coughs> you know, Wednesday night wasn't wasn't a fantastic performance by us, but the lads found a way to, to win the game. Um, but we need to perform better and that's our focus for tomorrow. We, you know, we want to play our football, our, <coughs> you know, be as aggressive as we can, uh, maintain an intensity and tempo in the game. And if we do that, we know we're hard to stop and we'll get the result we want. Uh, so, Ange, giving his thoughts on uh, Ross County. Uh, all good stuff. Uh, kind of highlights exactly what we kind of know. Any thoughts on that, Colin? No, I think, um, again, it's a focus on performing better. And I think, uh, as we were saying, it's kind of like the bring your games to the last day of school thing, yeah. have a good time, that's what we want tomorrow, so I want to see a really good performance tomorrow, uh, we found a way against Motherwell, but tomorrow, let's find a way a lot earlier <laughs> Yeah, let's, yeah. let's. one of those things where you're done nice and early, you know you're leaving school at 12 o'clock at midday yeah. let's get a couple of goals in the first 20 minutes of the game. Did you just go in for the last day of school? Never. No, I mean I was made to Oh, we would go in for like you know your first 10 minutes and then Oh no! I used Dog to. I used to do a thing where I was like a politician, and I would like speak to my mother, and I would be like, "If you do not allow, if I am not, allow, I don't have to go into school for the last two days before Christmas. I guarantee, I guarantee this to you now. <laughs> I will clean my room every day, <laughs> and I would make all these things, and I'd be pleading, and I'd be putting out campaign flyers. Let Chris off. You probably put more work into that than you did uh, in school. Yeah, that's, that's why my job is podcasting. As <laughs> a youngest child, so it probably wouldn't have mattered. You would have got away with it without all of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christian Wolf did the uh, the preview podcast. Asked him for kind of four key points about um, uh, you know the approach from Ross County. Uh, Ross County bottom on expected points and very poor overall xG shots conceded, but they're the third highest average chance quality, fourth lowest average chance quality conceded. So when they get the opportunity to take a chance, it's a good chance. When they concede a chance, it's a really good chance for the opposition um, it indicates that the, that the team let you come into their final third 
but quite good at restri restricting good chances from there. Very man-marking focus, probably most extreme in the Premiership, and there's a lot in the Premiership. Uh, Celtic need to keep doing rotations, movements, and probing with passes. High-wire marking from Ross County, and one small mistake can be punished severely by Celtic. It's what well, we love to hear. I want to see them punished. I want to see it. I, I want it ah, to be like okay. corporal punishment. Uh, no, no, no. I don't it. want that. You've made it don't dirty, bring yeah. back corporal punishment. And apart from 90 minutes tomorrow at Celtic Park and just embarrass them. Um, Six of the best. Six yeah. The best. Uh, if I was a wrestler, my name would be Corporal Punishment. Um, the final point, uh, just about the youth going to the Sydney Cup. Hi, Ange. Just, just with the, the break coming up, obviously there's a handful of players at the uh, Qatar and I was just wondering... But, but do you think do you anticipate there'll be a chance for any of the, the, the youth players to maybe to maybe get a chance to show what they can do when they play the games and and uh, the Sydney Cup? Yeah, look, we'll, we'll take a, a couple. Um, you know, uh, Boson, uh, Boson, uh, Lowell will come with us, and, and Rocco Vado will come with us on the trip, uh, and Scott Robertson I think is coming coming across too. So those three will come across. Um, yeah, some of the other younger ones, um, you know, they've had a really hectic period as well um, because they've obviously been playing Champions League and Lowlands League and you know so <clears throat> be good for, for them to have a break um, so <clears throat> and some of them have been selected for national teams at youth level which I think you know for their development is really good um, so um, but we'll be taking um, those three along with us to Australia and you know they'll get some game time which will be good for them. So that was the final clip from the press conference uh, finishing on the youth at the Sydney Cup. Colin? I, I'm excited to see Rocco Vata um, we get a bit more first team experience. I think this week, especially seeing Ben Doak having his first Jesus. team appearance for Liverpool, I think we need to do a much, much better job of uh, looking after our younger uh, talent. So um, I'm pleased to hear that. Um, do you think Ange forgot Boston Lowell's name a wee bit? <laughs> yeah, he did, 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 did. Like in the same way that James McCarthy was a wee bit forgot about. So it doesn't look well for all young Boston. He was in, in the team photo. He's away. I don't think I. I think he is caught between. Uh, he's caught in between, in regards to. I don't think he should be playing for the the Colts because I think he's he's beyond that now, and I don't think he's anywhere close to the first team. So, either it's a loan. Yep. Or yeah, I don't know what happens. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a tough one. I mean, Celtic when you get the when they, we've said it before when they get to a certain age, we just don't really know how to develop them unless their natural ability takes them on through. I thought it was uh, great that uh, we obviously we sent Lorenzo Pacitti to the press conference to ask that question. He's done a complete one eighty on the development squad. He, Did the he, guy sound like Lorenzo? No, 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 because uh, Lorenzo hates the B team. Yeah, and the joke is that he was asking questions about Rocco Bata and Scott Robert. Just, just a bit of fun, oh, gal. Yeah, it didn't land. Um, fair, fair enough. All of that sort of stuff. Can, can, I, get, um, can I get a coat, please? Yeah. Uh, a pint of Defender IPA, please. Thanks. Defender IPA. It sounds like uh, you shouldn't be drinking in a silly pub, but <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Um, let's just remember these are friendlies, and it doesn't matter what happens in these games. So yeah, play, play some youngsters, but um, I, I think well, they're not going. They're not going into the squad. Can, they're can not. Ganji will not play these players. From a selfless point of view. Uh, Colin, your wonderful partner Tara is from Australia. Um, we've got some friends down in Australia. Um, when you say these games don't matter, I think they do. I, th I think the the support in Australia deserve to hear and see that's fair. A Celtic strong Celtic squad and a strong Celtic team. I just mean more in terms and, of and what, these, what these performances yeah, yeah, and results I didn't mean, mean to be. I wasn't being a dick there, by the way. I genuinely wasn't. I, but I do think these 
kind of important, Colin? I think it's important, especially from the point of view that um, Ange Postacoglu to Australia is quite a significant character. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and we can be quite sniffy about uh, friendlies and all the rest of it. And rightly so, most of the time. Most of the time, they are a wee bit of a waste of time. But this is this essentially is like a mini preseason. Um, I really like the fact that um, we've put Steve Clark's nose at a joint. So they are. Um, to be perfectly honest, beautiful. The Haksabanovich thing is hilarious. Yeah. Just like I'm going to put you in the team. He's like, I'm not going to be there, pal. He's not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so um, I think it, this is. We should look at this as a preseason. In, micro, uh, in a sort of microscopic level, um, I think that Ange will be looking to put on a, a show, show for, yeah. for his... For when, when for his uh, and you know, you're right, people. They deserve it. Fucking definitely deserve it. Good on them. I'm 100, that's me done a wee 180 <laughs> on the trip to Australia. And also the VAR will be... Mwah, <laughs> perfect Chef's kiss. Bespoke. Uh, so that was great. That was... Um, you know, uh, Ange at the press conference. Let's um, kind of finish up with their lineup and predictions. Uh, Paul, how do you foresee your team tomorrow? My how team for tomorrow thank you. is Joe Hart and goals, a back four of Juranovic, who needs to play himself into form before the World Cup, CCV and Starfelt, Greg Taylor, midfield three of Matt O'Reilly, Rayo Hatati, and Hacksaw. Banovac. And a front three of Jota, Kyogo, and Dyson Maeda, who deserves to start this game. And he deserves a wee send off as well. Oh, he's away at the World Cup, isn't he? Is Hatati exactly. in the World Cup squad for Japan? Nope. No. Oh my god. How can I shock you? Neither's Kyogo. <laughs> oh no, I knew that. I knew that. Um I think it's insane that Hatati's not playing for Japan. I mean I'm glad because you know Apparently he doesn't suit their style of play. Well, their style of play is shite then. Have you seen Wimbledon from the 90s? They just launch it. <laughs> just <laughs> Japan, just... They bloody bloody love uh, John Fashion. They don't need Vinnie to take on the pitch then. Ivan Leonardson. Um, Colin, your team for tomorrow. Well, I think the World Cup attendees won't start. So I think that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel there's like there'll be no concessions made. I know con- concessions yeah, yeah. will be made. Yeah. I think we'll see um, Heart and Goal. Uh, I think we're going to see our um, backup uh, left back and right back in Ralston and Burnaby. I think CCB and Starfelt will be together forever and never to part. CCB's going to the World Cup, though. So, oh, that, so he is. So that's a uh, so so he is. But Col- yeah, he's Colin not going anywhere. referenced a Rick Astley song that isn't never going to give you up. Yeah. That's why no one got that reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm dropping these all over the place. I'm just You do really well in a game I've invented called Top 40 Crap Out. More <laughs> I on would that not later. Do, I would not do, do it. I know I don't do well that. <laughs> no, you're right. CCB is, but also... There's nobody else that could do that. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Um, I think we're going to see Matt O'Reilly in the six because I think that's written in stone until uh, Callum comes back. Uh, I think Atati will start. I think Turnbull will start. I think Turnbull has been getting a little bit of, right, show me what you've got and we'll see time recently. Uh, and I think we're going to see a front three of Jota, Kyogo and Hak Shabanovic. Hak Shabanovic. Um, I like both teams. 
Um, I think that back five. It, it, it is one. I think. I think you're right, Colin, in regards to what Ange says publicly and what he says privately. Might be very different. You know, I, we were talking about uh, Manny there. You know, Manny got injured for Bayern, Bayern Munich just a couple of weeks ago, and he's he's going to the World Cup, but he's probably not going. To I am. Let's, I am gutted. Very gutted to hear that. Yeah. So, so I, I'm. Not, I don't know. I, I think it's quite a toss up whether he. Does go strongest team or whether he goes concessions because it's what if he goes concessions and we don't win the game? No, no, but there's the difference between you know is there is there much of a difference in a game against Ross County at home between Juranovic and Ralston? And in regards to and I'm not talking about overall quality because I think Juranovic is a better player. I know we might disagree on that column, which is fine. But in a game like this, I think you can play Ralston and still win. Okay, but I don't think you played Jens over Cameron Carter-Vickers. No, I think you go Carter-Vickers and Starfelt no matter what tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you'll notice that Jens is nowhere near my squad. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I think, like, we look at concessions as fans. I think, you know, we've seen um, that and doesn't think that way. And it's like, there's a lot to be said for it. It's the last gate, like competitive game for this part of the season. But, like... I do, I'm not saying that Ralston is a definitively better football player than Juranovic, but I think Ralston is offering something down the right hand side uh, and a bit of just a, I feel like Juranovic is just I don't know he just he, see, he doesn't seem present. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see that, that none of the none of the, nothing about Juranovic will be answered tomorrow. No, it'll be answered come the January transfer window yeah. um, a lot of people have already got my way a lot of people have Absolutely. already have them sold which I think is insane I think I, th- I think we, we, we construct um, little narratives because we love the team so much and we love it and, we, and, and we're quite often looking for answers where there aren't any um, but the thing is if Unanimous goes and has a killer World Cup I'll be raging because he has not provided us with a killer first half. Of I the agree season. with what Colin's saying. He's yeah. not up. He's not playing well right now, but he's not playing badly. Either. Yeah, he's, you know, he's doing an adequate job, right? Yeah, and that's, but then yeah. he's doing as good a job as Anthony Ralston does, and I, that I disagree, make, I disagree. But that doesn't yeah. make Juranovic look good. I, I mean, that, that, I think Ralston's has like. I again, this is eyes not stats, <clears throat> but has Ralston not provided more assists? Uh, but assists don't matter, Colin. Yeah. I don't know about matter, <laughs> apparently. Uh, Sorry, I, I just want to shout out Christian Wolf. I love Christian, and uh, I just love seeing that this don't matter. Or goals, or <laughs> the actual performance on a football pitch. <laughs> None of it matters. <laughs> we're infinitely I mean, just nothing a small, we're Let's face a small it. I mean, blue marble. You're listening to the nihilist part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I feel like, the, like, I can't remember the last time that your just did something that was just like, like, him doing something that was game changing. I think we talk about game changers, and I think Annie Ralston can change a game. And he is passionate and involved with everything. And he's like, he sometimes has little blips of the brain where the ball just kind of just drifts past him. But on the whole, I think he's, I think he plays well, and I think he deserves a bit more respect. I- you know, I, I agree with you in regards to... I think Ralston is a, is a really good player domestically. 
and I, I, I don't mean that to sound disrespectful, disrespectful because this is our league and it's our bread and butter, and we have this is this Celtic playing Scotland, and that's at the end of the day that's what we do. So he can play at this level and he can play at it well. I wouldn't like Anthony Rastin to play against Rangers at Ibrox, for example. I wouldn't like Anthony no. Rastin to play in the Champions League, for example. No. But I also think that on his day, Juranovic is one of the best players on the team. I say we fuck around and we find out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and on that bombshell, uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap up now, Paul. Hey, can I make one just point on the team? Yes. I think this is the moment with the three of us, particularly you and you and, you and me, Colin Kearney, acknowledge that Apple Core is not going to work. I am. A, I, I. I. wouldn't be surprised now. I'm at the point now where I wouldn't be surprised if in January he's sent back to his. Well, maybe not sent back to his club because there's clubs in Russia. But I. Well, I so they can't. I can exclusively cancel. reveal that I'm giving up on. Uh, uh, I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going to play. Much. What's going to happen is. He's going to go back to where he came from. Idiguchi is going to come back. Oh, hello. Yes. Like a phoenix. Uh-huh. Play some tidy football. Yeah, hold on. A, a phoenix rises from the flames. He's not even on the flames. He's, the, the fire hasn't even started. Ashes. He's still on come the fridge. Ashes. Ashes, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was nothing burnt down in the first place for the um, today's Well... The amount of pillars he's got from us, uh, I think, was, was I, I think not, she, not from anyone at this podcast. No, 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 no. But I mean, from well, no, I, just, I just, I think she just hasn't played. And yeah. people, it's it's one of those things where you're a better player the longer you don't. I play. love a Schrodinger's player. Exactly, yeah. he's a player. And he, he's in a box. <laughs> Unlike no, nope, yeah. nope, nope. Uh, very good. Uh, Paul, final thoughts. Uh, I think we will win the game. I think we'll win the game two 0 Um, happy with a two 0 win. I think Turnbull will come on. I think Yakimakis will come on. I think Yakimakis needs a goal. Yeah. Just a couple of weird performances. My, uh, I can exclusively reveal that I think that Vata will be on the bench tomorrow as a wee Easter egg. Absolutely not a chance. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a chance. I think, right, I'm going to go with Super Posse. I think we're going to batter them. Beautiful. I think we're going to take our frustrations have that last day of school fun time feeling I think we're going to see some I think uh, and here's my sub prediction I think we're going to see the forest the forest recommission or the forestry commission oh, very good I like the forest it. recommission love it. Love, it. love it continue with him coming off the bench and uh, and forest furnishing Jackalakis with a lovely pass for a goal right yeah I mean that's been saying a bit fucking get it in me. forest yeah, I think it's going to. Uh, I think, Get it in and also I think Jota's going to score as well, just to make up for his uh, that absolute peach that was chopped off. Best, best goal, goal of the season that Jota goal. I think we should have di- like now in the in the age of VAR, we should have the disallowed goal of the month competition. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Paul, let's finish on. Uh, I've got uh, one of the other. This or that. Uh, oh wow! I've, I've never done this before. Six establishment. Uh, establishments. Wow, the establishment. Go goal. back to your defender beer, Paul. Six. Uh, <laughs> Situations. Um, so I'll let Gal, you've not done this before, you get to go first. Pick an armor team one and six, please. Two. Tom would Lloyd. you rather. <laughs> Don't start that. <laughs> would you rather go to Ibrooks and sit in the away end for one match? Okay. Sorry, the home end for one match. The away end would be. Go fine. to Ibrooks and sit in the, uh, with the Rangers fans for one match or 
wear a poppy for the rest of your life. Fucking hell. Um, I'd, I'd go to Ibrooks for one match and I'd batter them all. Okay. Colin Kearney. One, three, four, five, or six? Six. Uh, Bobo Baldivko. <laughs> Would you rather be the person to break the news to Ange that VAR checks will now take, now take minimum four minutes <laughs> and if he complains, he's never allowed to go to Eusebi's Deli again? Or be the person to break the news to a small child that Kyogo said they were an arsehole. <laughs> I would definitely go with the small breaking child. the news to a child because children are fucking idiots. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. Well, spoken. And also, uh, I'm scared of Ange. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, three, four, or five, gal. One, three, four, or five. Let's go Jackie McNamara. Would you rather chum... Number four, right? Yes, Jesus. Just sorry, sometimes I'm like, I question myself. Would you rather chum uh, Sead Hak Shabanovich to the tattoo parlour? Chum him? But he. A company. A company. <laughs> but he insists on getting a tattoo of Kenny Miller on his shoulder. Or go on a night out with Shen and Jacinta, but they will Hello. only go to establishments in Glasgow named after insects. Uh, I'd like to hang out with uh, I absolutely adore Shane I think she's a quality footballer and Jacinta seems she's a quality footballer as well but she seems like she'd be good fun hanging out so yeah I'll, I'll go with the, you're going to Mosquito basically yeah yeah uh, is it just can Mosquito I, can I just <laughs> can I just like um, go with the speculation a bit further is Hachibanovich's Kenny Miller tattoo to disguise the crown no. like he's going to incorporate it into that and it's just going to t- no it's, right, it's, it's, it's a brand new one okay it's when he uh, yeah just wondering that, that Thank you. Good, good, good to clarify. Colin, a one, three, or five. Number one, Paggy Bonner. <laughs> well done. Would you rather attend a diversity festival celebrating all the differences in humans with an unimpressed Malky Mackay? Unimpressed. Or be the personal assistant for the new Celtic owner, Elon Musk, who insists that Aaron Moy starts every game. Oh, that's oh wow! Um, oh, that's maybe the first one. Right, that I'm like I don't know. Uh, 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 taking aside the rampant moyism that is in that that question, Anti-moy. I would go. I'd go to the diversity festival because that gives me an opportunity to like. I don't care if he's unimpressed. He's going to sit there and he's going to listen and, and he's, he's going to learn. Like it. Maybe maybe he will learn. So I'm going with that. Uh, Gal, you've got three or. Five. Let's go with who's Falhadden. Who's sorry? Who's Falhadden? Number five. Would you rather? S- I know he's number is. <laughs> I just had a moment. With you Jackie didn't know Mack. that. You didn't know that. I do Diego know. Maradona I just had a moment. Cup. I'm gonna go. So. Um, I did. I did. Listeners, oh, at, at ninety minutes. Cynic, Paul, come on. Would you rather? Okay. Spend eight hours in the waxing quarter of Edinburgh with Craig Gordon, who will decide what activities you partake in, or spend eight hours listening to Michael Beale talk about how Rangers would have won the league last season if Gerrard had still been in charge. I love a night, I love a night out, I love an afternoon out, uh, I love waxing. <laughs> what would the activities be other than waxing? Craig Gordon will decide. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't understand the waxing I would, I would go with the Craig Gordon. Edinburgh's got this waxing quarter and I'm like, what the fuck is a waxing quarter? Okay. Uh, final question. Stephen Mayer, of course. I'll take whatever's left, I guess. Uh, it's number three. Stephen Mayer, of course. 
get into an argument with me, Paul Carlin, about Aaron Moy. Now remember, it's that's just an him. argument with me, so really tiresome. <laughs> or get into an argument with a super scoreboard caller about Rangers clawing back the seven-point deficit. The caller has consumed four cans of Red Bull, <laughs> and they keep talking over you. So, so it's like it's like a fight with Paul Carlin. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Sorry. What well, uh, I. I would obviously go for the argument with yourself. Okay. Because, like, it would be an insane move to say anything else. Right, well, that argument begins now. (laughs) Okay. Right. Aaron Moy is Emergency feature. (laughs) Um, Listen, uh, we're we're wrapping up now. This has been been the last lunch club for a couple of weeks. Or ever. Or ever. Well, no, probably just maybe the lunch club. Oh, I'm getting ca- I'm getting cancelled on air. This is great. No, this Thanks, is the last Paul. lunch club for a couple of weeks uh, until we get back into the flow of the games. And also, uh, we'll, we're getting ha- going to have the weekend update. It's going to return next week. Uh, Colin, we're going to have you on the weekend update. Paul, will have you on the weekend update. Beautiful. Um, should be fantastic. Um, so look out for that. But um, yeah, the Celtic versus Ross County tomorrow, 3 p.m. kickoff. There's a preview. You can check that out. With it's a little bit more technical in regards to tactics and stuff. Uh, that is in your, on your feet. Um, on Saturday after the game, there will be a reaction, which uh, will drop straight after. Who's on the reaction? Sorry, who's on the reaction? It is Graham Mackay. It's uh, Eddie Walsh, and it's Annabelle McDonald. Class, love that panel. And on Sunday, we've got a new feature dropping, and uh, I'm looking forward to releasing that and. Give us some feedback on it, but uh, I'm not going to tell you any more about it. Colin, pleasure as always, sir. Thanks for being involved. An absolute pleasure, and sad that the season, the half season, is uh, is here. But I'm looking forward to yeah doing some updates. Lovely stuff, Paul Carlin. Great time to be a Celtic fan. Great time to be a cynic. Many thanks to my two broadcast colleagues. Many thanks to Two Two Six Gallagate for hosting us in such yeah, a shout out. Really nice, lovely way. Really, really kind. Uh, top guys out. From Colin Kearney, from Paul Carlin, from Chris Gallagher. This has been The Lunch Club and we'll speak to you down the road. Sometimes we at lunch at one o'clock. Sometimes we at lunch at two o'clock. And sometimes we at lunch at seven o'clock. The Lunch Club.